This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Dan. And today's game will be pitting the benchwarmer team of Scott and Eric versus benchwarmer Matt and our guest Matt Coleman. L- welcome our guest Matt Coleman. Matt, how are you doing today? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, my name is Matt. Um, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Doing pretty well. Glad to be on the show. All right. And benchwarmer Matt, how's it going tonight? It's going great. Uh, you know, it's a lovely Wisconsin evening, so... Uh, Matt and I decided that the idea of being called Matt Squared is old and tired, so we decided to come up with a unique name, and since, Dan, you live in uh, North Carolina, uh, Matt and I will be Sweet Caroline. I don't know how that makes any sense, but you know what? It's an annoying song, and now it's in your head. You're trying to get me to sing Sweet Caroline, aren't you? It won't work. (laughs) right. It'll work. I think we got you, though, Dan. You're going to sing this song. Don't you worry. All right. Scott and Eric, how y'all doing it? I'm doing well. Um, Had a run-in with my neighbor today, but uh, that seemed to end peacefully. Um, So, yeah, other than that. That's good. good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm good, too, Dan. I'm excited for you to host your first game. Let me uh, give you our team name here. Uh, We went with my second favorite foreigner song. So tonight we'll be called, I want to know what love is. Want you to show me. Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. All right. Whatever, whatever few <laughs> listeners we had, they've all left. <laughs> well, that's entirely within Matt's purview. He does not have to put that in. Oh, oh no, that, that's staying in. <laughs> All going in. Well, either way, welcome to the bench, gentlemen. Now on to the rules. We'll be starting off with our tailgate round to warm up the teams, and this will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I'll explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one, with only 158 wins... It's a marvel that this man has the most career wins in Nationals and Expos franchise history. Yeah, we're going to check in there. All right, Sweet Caroline has checked in. What do you got, Scott? Oh, I think the the obvious choice to go in your head is is Mad Max Scherzer, but I don't think it's him. He hasn't been there long enough. 158 would have to be... Ten years, win. Of, yeah. 10 years of 15, right. averaging 15. And been there a decade. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Eric, I'm trying to think of guys that were there, you know, for a long time. 
you know, they had like Levon Hernandez for a long time, but it's it's not him. You know, they had Javi Vasquez for a while. There's probably someone. I feel like there's someone that was, was there for a long time. Was there somebody for the probably for the expos though, right? Or would it be somebody that was on the I mean, they weren't good. It's not they weren't good. So I don't think anyone was racking up like 20 wins a year for them but no but it's only 158 so i mean it's right. a low total it's yeah it's just someone that was there for a long time how long is Strasburg gonna is shares are around more lo- longer than Strasburg came up right? in in 2010 okay so that's but he doesn't long. he doesn't get a lot of wins though because he's always on the d the i'm sorry the injured list okay i'm I like I f- yeah I, f- I'm I feel like it, i feel like it's a name that we're not going to come up with because i'm drawing blanks you just want to go with Scherzer, just to yeah, might as well. I mean, I I don't think it's him, but I, I don't think we're gonna get something better yeah, than that. I don't, I don't think it's him either. I'm gonna be really pissed when I hear it. But yeah, we'll 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 check in with uh Mad Max Scherzer. All right, they are checking in with Mad Max Scherzer. Sweet Caroline, what'd you come up with? Uh, we went with uh, Mr. Martinez, Dennis Martinez. Dennis Martinez. No points awarded on this one. Um, with the question saying it's a marvel that this man had the most career wins, we're looking for Steve Rogers, Captain America himself. Yeah. Moving on to question two. Lightning, Innova, and Discraft are three of the largest manufacturers of equipment for which sport? Scott, we can check in. Okay. Okay, so if they can check, so we can talk here. So, Matt, I think this is disc golf. I mean, that was my thought. I mean, disc crap sounds like it would be that, so. And, uh, you know, back in the 90s, you know, when I played disc golf, back when everybody played disc golf in college, uh, I did have a driver that was a lightning, but I mean, Lightning isn't exactly a unique name, so I don't know. Yeah, but if we have disc and you know lightning is one, that's pretty good odds. going to be my best guess. Let's do it. We'll check in with uh, disc golf. All right, sweet. Caroline has checked in with disc golf. And Eric, you had this one right away. What did you have? So I've actually played disc golf quite a bit. Um, and my favorite Innova disc that I own still is my Excalibur. So it is disc golf. Points all around on this one. The correct answer is disc golf. Very good. Um, anybody ever calls it froth? I'm going to uh, yell at them repeatedly. So don't do that. <laughs> Respect I've the sport. I've never heard of that before. Froth? Oh, frisbee yeah, golf. Frisbee or, golf. Or calling it frisbee golf. Don't call it that either. It's disc golf. Respect the sport, people. So it was, if it was good enough for George Costanza to call it froth, it's good enough for me. So, Question number three. In a standard game of snooker, which color ball is worth one point when pocketed? We are going to check in. Yeah. Hey, sweet Caroline has checked in. Do you have any idea, Eric? Uh, I know zero. I probably should have looked it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I honestly, said I was going to. I did not. Um, it did not come up in my studies. I, I gave you fair it. warning, people. <laughs> I told you there was going to be one of these questions. I thought it was reverse psychology, Dan. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to only focus on snooker, and then you throw, you know, just a whole game of, of lacrosse at us. So, wait, Dan, you said one point? Yes. One point. One point when pocketed. 
Okay. So I, I played a lot of, of bumper pool, and I mean the balls were the same color on each team, but so that doesn't that helps zero. Yeah, which um, just name a color at this. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, pick one. Um, I don't even know what color the balls are, so I don't. Know. No idea. I'm thinking. No, no, no. Red. Red. Let's go sure. back. Sure, red. Right. You're checking in with red. Checked in with red. Sweet Caroline, what did you check in with? We also checked in with red. Well, whether you uh, like it or not, points all around on this one. It is the red ball. In the game of snooker, you uh, pocket a red ball, and then you get to shoot at one of the other target balls. If you make that one, it comes back out to the spot where it sat originally, and then you get to shoot at another red ball. That's basically the game of snooker in a nutshell. What are the other colors of the balls, Dan? Let's see. Off the top of my head, there's black, pink, blue, brown, green, and yellow. Hmm. Addy, if you're hmm. listening, you're going to yell at me. <laughs> no, I the, think uh, that's it, though. I must be thinking of the same thing that Eric was thinking of because I always just remembered it as being red and yellow balls, but maybe that's just bumper pool, and I'm not thinking of snooker, so. All right, when you have a second, everybody that's on this game right now and everyone who's listening, pull up a game of snooker on YouTube and watch it. It's fascinating. It really is. I'm going to take your word for it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So heading into the first quarter, Matt, do you have the scores for us? Uh, Yes, it is all knotted up. Sweet Caroline at 20, and I want to know what love is at 20 also. I'm going to giggle every time we say that, guys. They want you to show them. Today's first quarter will be the Dean's List. And for this round, there will be three top ten lists where the teams will go back and forth, guessing items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in a list, the other team can attempt to finish out the list. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth ten points. With that, let's get to our first list. I would like you to name me the 10 players with the most saves in Major League Baseball history. Let's, uh, let's start out with Sweet Caroline. Uh, Mariano Rivera. All right, Mariano Rivera is number one on the list. On to, I want to know what love is. Scott, the second one you put on there, I'm pretty sure he's number two, so we can go with that. Yep, he is number two. Go for it. So we're, uh, our first one is going to be Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman is number two on the list. Back to Sweet Caroline. Yeah, I was thinking that one also, Matt. Go ahead and go with that one. I will go Lee Smith. Lee Smith is number three on the list. On to I Want to Know What Love Is. Eric, should we go with the one that we both typed? Yeah, let's go with that. All right, we're going to go with uh, – K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez. Francisco Rodriguez is number four on the list. Just keep going down this list, gentlemen. Back to Sweet Caroline. What do you think about that when I typed to you, Matt? Um, I'm trying to remember. I've looked at this list fairly recently. I'm trying to remember who else is on there. I know the one I just typed to you, I'm pretty sure, is on the top ten. And did we, did we already say that one that I wrote earlier, or is he not on the top ten? I'm worried he's not on the top ten. He was very good, but I don't know if he's in the top 10. Let's go with yours first, then go with either of those two that I wrote. Okay. Uh, we'll go with Wagner next. Billy Wagner 
is number six on the list. On to Team Foreigner. I think I'd go with the uh, second one that you typed there, Eric. Okay, so uh, we're going to go with Dennis Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley is number seven on the list. So now the guy that I typed earlier, I'm, I'm like 95% sure because he was put into the, his team's Hall of Fame here recently, and I remember them talking about where he was on the list when he gave it, when somebody talked about him being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think that makes sense. We can go with him. And we're going to go with my boy, Joe Nathan. Joe Nathan is number eight on the list. He could have been number five had he not blown as many saves as he did. Yeah, that's true. How many have, do we have left here, Dan? You have three left. You have number five, number nine, and number ten. I want to know what love is. I mean, if, if you feel really confident on that one, Eric. No, I do. That's, that's that one, because I've seen this list recently, probably over the last month or so. Our next one's going to be John Franco. John Franco is number five on the list. Back to Sweet Caroline. I'm not confident about that one, Matt. I just, that name, you know, I know he about the same time as Dennis Eckersley had a whole bunch of saves. Yeah. But I'm just, he, you know, because about that mid-80s is when that, you know, became a, a thing. You know what I mean? Saves before that wasn't really all that valuable. And it's probably not all that valuable around anymore. But for that time period there, in about 30 years, he he was one of the first guys that really was big on it. But I don't know. That's just a – I'm just throwing it out there if we're reaching right now. Yeah, I kind of remember this list. For some reason, I thought this list aired kind of newer. People that had a bunch like in the early 2000s. Um, who, but I can't – Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Ooh, I like that answer better. Go for it. We'll say we'll try Troy Percival. Troy Percival is not on the list. Mm. Would you like to use your mulligan? Well, there's only two left, right? There are only two left. The only other name is the one that I have, Matt, so I don't think using the mulligan is all that smart right now. I don't think so either. All right. I want to know what love is. Can you finish the list off? Scott, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. You got a couple names, and I only got one left that I could think would be on the list, and I'm not even sure. So, Which one is that? I mean, we can name it out loud. They're, they're out. So my, my last gut guess would have been Papelbon, but he might be like on, right on the outside of it. I know. That's what I'm worried about. I'm trying to think of who has more. I know Jason Isringhausen saved a lot for the A's and the Cardinals. Like, you know, he had stints with both of them and, and was a closer for a while. Bobby um, Thigpen had that, had that season where he had, like, you know, he, had, he was the record holder for single season for a while. But I don't know if he really lasted much longer than that. And then I'm thinking guys like Houston Street, Jose Mesa. I mean, I closed for a while. I got one guy that's been around forever, but again, probably not top 10 was uh, Roberto Hernandez. Um, I, actually, I was actually thinking him as well. What about Armando Benitez? He saved a lot for the Mets. He saved a lot for the Orioles. I don't know if he's top 10. It's yeah. I think that's that's where we're coming to to the point where it's kind of like Jose Mesa, like all those guys. It Mesa was around for a long time, but he was also kind of a setup guy too. He kind of went back and forth. Yeah, but I know he saved a lot for the Indians in the '90s. He saved for the Phillies in the early 2000s. I'm trying to think yeah. of how many seasons Papelbon did it in a row. Because if we can kind of do the math, I mean, because he was getting 35 to 40 saves a season. Exactly. For five, six seasons at least. Yeah, I think so. And then, you know, a few here and there with, with the Nationals. 
Yeah, let's just do it. We're going we're gonna to check in with Jonathan Papelbon. Jonathan Papelbon is number nine on the list. I'm tapped. <laughs> so, I mean, one of those other names, I mean, we yeah. can go for, I mean, just kind of reach in the hat and pull one out. The one I feel, the two I feel best about are Mesa and Isringhausen. I like Mesa better than Isringhausen on that, but. All right. Yeah, let's, let's do that then. I mean. Okay. It's the last one. We're going to check in with Jose Mesa. Jose Mesa is not on the list. Matt, hey just wondering, just, just questioning, what was the one that you had written down? I was just going to ask you if I could say it. I'm pretty sure it's Jeff Reardon. Jeff Reardon is number 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why I love this game. <laughs> so after that first list, it looks like we have a score of 50 to 40 in favor of I want to know what love is. Let's move on to the second one. I'd like you to name me the players with the most singles tennis Grand Slam titles. Men and women? The players with the most... Singles, tennis, Grand Slam titles. And I assume since we started that first one, they're going to start. And yep, we'll be starting out with Team Foreigner. We're going to check in with Serena Williams. Serena Williams is number two on the list. Yeah. You want to go with mine or yours, Matt? I mean, I think they're both on there, but I know mine's for sure. Okay, go ahead. Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf is number three on the list. Back to I want to know what love is. Okay, we're going to go with Roger Federer. Roger Federer is number four on the list. I'm pretty sure all of those are on there. You, I mean, Should the third one on the list. Huh? Should we go yeah, with mine first? first? Yeah, you're uh, Mar- definitely Yeah, Martina Navratilova. Martina Navratilova is tied for number seven on the list. Go ahead, gentlemen. Go with that one, Scott. Yes, no? I, I typed two. I'm just trying to figure out you, the top one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to uh, go with Rafael Nadal. Rafael Nadal is tied for number five on the list. All right, you want to go with your second one after? Okay, well, then go with go with her. Then, yeah, that's fine. I will go uh, Court. Margaret Court. Wait, let me put my tongue in my cheek here for a second. Everybody's favorite Australian tennis player, tongue out of cheek, is number one on the list. That would be, uh, Eric, if we went with that one, it would be nice symmetry to the last time we were teamed up. Yeah, I think that's got to be it. It won one us the game before, so let's, yeah. let's go for it. Let's go with Chris Everett. Chris Everett, probably not surprising to anybody, is tied with Martina Navratilova for seventh. Those two are forever linked. Eric, that's our next team name because she's done well for us in in Ben Foreman's trivia history. There are three answers left on this list. Can you tell us what position, which ones we have not, what numbers? You have not named the tie for fifth, number nine, and number 10. Yeah, you want to go with the one you just typed? Go ahead. Uh, We'll go with uh, Djokovic. Novak Djokovic is number nine on the list. And the silence you hear is Lambeau Field. Hey. (laughs) One of my favorite calls of all time, as you can probably well imagine. 
My favorite all time is uh, Nate Poole catching the yeah, ball. Yeah, shut and, up. Uh, a- <laughs> all right, our next one's going to be Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras is number 10 on the list, leaving one more for Team Sweet Caroline. We'll go with uh, Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King is not on the list. Would you like to use your mulligan? Uh, No, thanks. All right, you two guys can uh, talk it out. Team, I want to know what love is. So, Scott, I'm saying I'm out of names other than the ones we've talked about. So we yeah, I was, I was thinking we got a lot of names up there. Angus, Celis, Agassi, Roddick. Yeah. I, I don't think any of them are, but. Hingis <laughs> and Celis were, they were beating each other with like Jennifer Capriati, Lindsay Davenport. They were all beating each other then. So I don't know if any of them necessarily yeah. have too many more than the other. I know Celis is maybe. She she's up there, but not right. I'm wondering if she'd have more than Agassi though. Uh, yeah, I feel Agassi like early '90s, right? Really until Sampras started coming up, Agassi was winning a lot, and then he still won a few. Once Sampras sort of let's took go over with, the top spot, I say let's go with that because I don't think that that's probably the best out of what we have. All right, yep, we're gonna go with Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi is not on the list. The uh. The one that we missed is not one that you really need to feel bad about not getting because she is old. She was not part of the, the uh, open era. Um, from, from way back, it was Helen Willis Moody. It's a name that you do that some people do yeah. know, but it's uh, not one that was going to jump to your minds probably. Didn't she I also play snooker? And she <laughs> very well may have. Yeah, never would have got that. Yeah. All right, good, good, good run, guys. Though we got nine. Do you want to do a score check right now on that, or should we just keep going to the third one? Sure. Well, in this round, uh, so far, uh, I want to know what love is has gained one hundred points, and um, Sweet Caroline has gained eighty points. Let's see if we can keep up this uh, great work on this last one. I'd like you to name the largest football stadiums in the United States in terms of seating capacity. Now, for this one, you can either name the name of the stadium, or if there is a single team that plays there, you can name that team. And we will be going with, I want to know what love is first on this one. I'm 100% positive about that first one there, man. Yeah, I agree. Are they going first, or are we going first? I want to know what love is is going first on this one. Okay. okay. Eric, Eric, I'm good with either one of those. I, I think they're both there. I, 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 know the one, I know the first one I sent you is definite. definite. Yeah. Yep. All right. Our, our first one's going to be Happy Valley. Penn State. Penn State. Beaver Stadium is number two on the list. All right, then we're going to go with the one that I'm pretty sure is number one, which is the Big House in Michigan. Michigan Stadium, the Big House, is number one on the list. All right, our next one's going to be Ohio State. Ohio Stadium. Ohio Stadium is number three on the list. You go with the, whichever one you are the most confident with next, Matt. We'll go with – all right, we'll go with the University of Tennessee. Nayland Stadium, the University of Tennessee, is number five on the list. I'm good with that, Eric. I trust okay. you. All right. Uh, our next one's going to be Kyle Field. Kyle Field 
the home of the Texas A&M Aggies is number four on the list. I'm pretty sure about that. And I'm sure about, I think I'm sure about that because of one of our co-hosts talks about it all the time. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right that that's in the top 10. So we can go there. Yeah. What's it called? The, what do they call that? The swamp? I forget. Anyway, LSU. Tiger Stadium. And definitely not Death Valley, as you can see by the hat I'm wearing right now, is number six on the list. Fight me, LSU fans. I don't care. You take your national championship. Clemson gets Death Valley. Our, our next one's going to be uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium for Alabama. Bryant-Denny Stadium is number seven on the list. Leaves us with eight, nine, and ten. Um, I think you're the first thing you said, the that one, I think is the one. I'm questioning it now because I just watched a video earlier today about them hosting a Super Bowl twice and uh, about their maximum capacity, but it sounds about right. So what, let's go with that. Let's well, go with that. I mean, the thing that I wrote, I think actually may have more. So I don't know. Oh, you think the one across town from them? I think it's bigger, but I'm not. Go for it. Uh, we'll go with, let's, let's try it. Uh, I mean, we'll try the LA Coliseum. LA Coliseum is not on the list. I'm assuming you'd like to use your mulligan now. We would. Yes. And then Matt, can I throw a total wild card here and not even check with you? I don't know. For some reason I'm thinking it's the cotton bowl is on there. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> was I was I right, Daniel? Let's see if it works out for him. The Cotton Bowl is number eight on the list. Nicely done. <laughs> All right, I'm fairly confident it was up there years ago. I don't know if any of the other stadiums with you know enhancements or anything has passed it. Um, but the Rose Bowl is what we're going to go with next. The Rose Bowl is not on the list. I'm assuming you are going to use your mulligan. Definitely. All right, Scott, I got one more that I'm pretty sure is on the list. I just, I don't know if you, you want. Right. You've been killing it, man. Go for it. All right, uh, we're going to go with, uh, it's, I don't know the name of the stadium, but uh, University of Georgia. Sanford Stadium. The University of Georgia is number 10 on the list which leaves one more for Sweet Caroline. Only because of the theme of the different ones that I think are the best. I have a feeling that this might be it. Unless you have a better one, I think that might be the last one, Matt. That makes sense. The only other thing I thought about is that one. No, I've been at that stadium. It's so old, about a good two-thirds of it. It's upper, it's bold, is, is shorter. They've got on the ends are very high up. And they sell yeah. out everyone, but it's still only like around seventy-five thousand or eighty thousand people. Oh, I thought it was closer to ninety. I know it's the the second biggest city in the state when it's sold out. So yeah, I mean, I've been in that stadium probably about fifteen times because my wife's a grad from there. So okay, I I like your answer. That makes it. I mean, if it's not, it should be. So I like your answer. Let's, let's try it. Just because I got it wrong once before, I'm going to go with uh, the land of Doak Walker himself and say the University of Texas, whatever their name of their stadium is. 
The Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium is number nine on the list. We finished this list off, gentlemen. Great job. Nice job, guys. Mm-hmm. Good job, guys. After the first quarter, can you catch us up on the scores, Matt? Sure. Well, I want to know what, what Love is, is leading the pack there with 170. And us uh, Sweet Caroline boys are uh, behind by 20 with 150. Today's second quarter will be The Missing Link. Eric, don't forget, this is where you have to think of a theme. <laughs> Remember now, in Eric. advance, Scott. Hey, Eric, uh, I'll, I'll you remind know, you. You have to think of a theme, Eric. <laughs> this round will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points, and if a team checks in via a Zoom chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points and lock the other team out of the theme points. If a team has not checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, the remaining teams who have not made a theme guess can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme. All right. Question number one. In the second quarter of Super Bowl XXII, this man passed for 228 yards and four touchdowns, leading his team to a 42-10 win and the Super Bowl MVP award. Yeah, all right, we're going to check it in. Sweet Caroline is checked in. And we're ready to check in, too. All right, Eric, what did you check in with? Uh, so I'm pretty sure um, the answer here is going to be Doug Williams. Sweet Caroline, what did you say? We also said Doug Williams. And points all around, as Doug Williams is the correct answer. He ended up with like 300 and... 380 yards that game. It was one of the many times the Denver Broncos got blown out in the Super Bowl by scoring only 10 points. <laughs> Question number two, this current player and former number one draft pick has played for five different NBA teams and has spent all but one of those years in the Eastern Conference. He has won both the Rookie of the Year and the league MVP awards during his career. We're going to, uh, Eric, you were checking in with that. If, if you have a good feeling about it, that's who I thought. So if, yeah, if you're good, I'm good. Yep. We're going to check in team. I want to know what love is, has checked in. All right. So we can talk. Yeah. That, that one I just texted you, the message you is not even close. Yeah. Cause only, he's only played with four teams. Yeah, I know. That's what I, I was counting them to you. Um, I'm trying to – an MVP and a rookie of the year. And a number one pick. Number one overall right. pick, right, Dan? Yeah. Number one overall pick. So, if he's played with five different teams and he's still playing now and he was the number one overall pick and he's only played one season in the Western Conference, it has to be somebody within – that's got to have been in the league for like 10 to 15 years, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody like mid to late – 2000s that would have won an MVP maybe because so it's not Durant it's not Curry it's not James it's not Giannis it's not I mean not that many other people have won MVPs it's not Harden so let's go through the 
I mean, I don't want to sound like that guy. That's, I, I, this is my favorite because Eric and Scott are over there going like, they're going to back their ways into this stupid answer, aren't they? Here we go with Matt and his 15-minute long dissertation. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time you've done it. I know, right? I love this. What I do, this is my specialty, Matt. I sit there okay. and I just, I just throw out a name of something and all of a sudden, sure. spark, it, it hits you. Yeah, do that. That would help. Um, okay, so let's think about this. We got Miami. No, it's not anybody from Miami. It's not anybody from Orlando, right? Yeah. It's not anybody from Carolina or New Orleans or any of those ones. No. So it's got to be somebody from up north there. So not anybody from the Wizards. Uh, so it's got to be somebody. It's not Toronto. It's not a Nick, right? He's somebody going to do it. You know he's going to do it, right? I know, right? So I'm um, no have the Nets had a number one overall pick here within the last no, and they haven't had anybody that's had an, had an MVP. Right, Boston. I was trying to... It's got to be somebody from Boston, right? Boston or Philadelphia or Cleveland? No, not Cleveland. It can't be Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's had a bunch of number one picks, but I mean, other than LeBron, they've all been terrible. Yeah, and that both football and basketball. So yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, it can't be from oh. Indiana. How about Derek Rose? Oh, I like that one. Yes, he's definitely MVP. Yes. The teams. Um, I'm pretty sure he's rookie of the year as well. He was the number one overall pick. Be the right time period. Let's go with it. All right, we'll go with Derek Rose. You're checking in with Derek Rose and team. I want to know what love is. What did you check in with? Uh, got this one pretty quickly. Matt, I hate you. It's Derrick Rose. Well, he played with the Bulls, the Knicks, the Cavs, currently with the Pistons, and spent that one magical season with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yep. It is Derrick Rose. <laughs> Excellent job. Good job, Matt. Question number three. His home run against the Oakland A's inspired a now-classic Jack Buck call I don't believe what I just saw. Yeah, we can check in. Matt and Matt are checked in. We're checked in, too. All right, and Team Foreigner is also checked in. Team Foreigner, what you got? Uh, We went with uh, Kirk Gibson. And Team Neil Diamond, what do you have? Yeah, Mr. Kirk Gibson. That is correct. After that walk-off home run, off of who? Anybody remember? Dennis Eckersley. It was off Dennis Eckersley. That's right. Only given up one home run that entire season. It was a full count too, and he fouled off a whole bunch of stuffs. Both of his knees were not able to move almost at all. He had to shake his knees out after each pitch. Man, that was a great at bat. Go back and watch it. It's classic. I think you just uh, nailed all of the flavor text on that one. So I'm just going to go ahead and move on to number four. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I love that. Love that. One. You're, you're good. You're good. So question number four, this is the name of the award given to the top NCAA men's hockey player every year. Its first and most recent recipients played their college hockey in the state of Minnesota, shamelessly thrown in there by today's host. What is the name of the award? We're checked in. We can check in. All right, both teams are checked in. Let's go with Team Sweet Caroline. What did you say? That would be the Hobie Baker Award. And team, I want to know what love is. What is it? 
And the answer is the Hobie Baker Award. The Hobie Baker Award is correct. So points all around on that one. Question five. This LSU alum who was among the favorites to win the gold medal in the 100 meter hurdles in the 2008 Olympics before she tripped on the penultimate hurdle also became one of the few Americans to have competed in both the summer and winter Olympics when she represented the United States as a break woman on the 2014 bobsled team. That silence you hear is everyone trying to think of female track stars. Actually me narrowing down my favorite uh, bobsledder. There's so many. Yeah. Scott, I think we can check in. Okay. All right, team, I want to know what love is has checked in. You gentlemen can talk this out. Yeah. Just so we're clear, are you checked in on all parts of it, including the theme? Because I'm going to talk about both parts of that. That's all right. That's well, not, uh, we don't. No, we yeah, don't. Have we're the not theme. supposed to talk about whether oh, that's or not right. we do or don't have the theme. Well, I just, you know, I mean, it's the end of the fifth question, so that's why I didn't know. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, okay so I have no clue. I mean, I only, I don't even know the name. I only know of one prominent female um, American, and I can't even tell you her, what her name is. I mean, modern one, not like, I mean, Flojo sure. and the ones from back in the 90s and 80s and early. Sure. Like I said, I was trying to think about it from the other perspective. The, yeah, the, the theme. Other day. I'm lost on all of it. <laughs> I know. I thought maybe if we had four, maybe it would give us some thought, but I did too. I remember when this happened too, and I just cannot think of. So I'm going to ask a sneaky question there, Daniel. I may or may not answer it. Is the answer to number four related to the theme having to do with the award or the person? I don't think I can answer that. Oh, come on. Because did you ask in the question, what did you ask for? Did you ask for the name of the award? Or I the asked name for of the, the name of the award, but the name of the award has a person's name in it. I'll give you that. You're going to be sneaky. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the thing, that doesn't help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm lost on both of them, but so Yikes. sorry. I wish I was of more help here. I told no. you, I told you ahead of time, I'm the anchor, so. <laughs> If you wanted to win, you picked the wrong guy. Or I should say I picked you, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think if I could think of anything those people even had in common or or something related to the names. Like, I kept trying to make the names of the people fit some other group, but I can't make that work either. So, uh, I I really don't know that I have a good answer. I mean, on either part is the problem. Should we just tap on question number five since we have no idea? Yeah, I think I I mean we could just say like Gail Devers. Let's just that's a female track star. Yeah. We'll try that. Checking in with Gail Devers. And uh Eric, what did you all check in with? Uh we checked in with I I remembered her getting picked for the 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 bobsled. Um at first I thought Marion Jones, but I'm like, no, the last name's Jones, but it's Lolo Jones. Ah, that is it. And the correct answer is Lolo Jones. And uh funny enough, I have not received a guess on the theme yet i'm going to give you one last chance to think that over i don't i it's maybe the first time i think that the theme's going to be a stumper i sent him that matt just because it's the only thing i could think of and that's only based off of one of the athletes sure know, so um, so we, we can talk about it eric because it looks like they sent theirs over i did get i did get one okay um 
So we got Williams, Rose, Gibson, Baker, and Jones. I mean, it sounds like a law firm, but I doubt that's the theme. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking like something like, I don't know. At first I was thinking like athletic equipment, but, it, you know, there's no, you know what I mean? I, but I was thinking president's names, but I don't like vice presidents maybe. They're just very common last names. I, yeah, I know. Like, I know. I know. I'm trying to, I was trying to think if like those five names made up like a starting five or something, but, or, you know, all teammates or something like that. But I, I can't even put that together. Cause Rose, I mean, there aren't that many. You got Derek Rose, Jalen Rose, Pete Rose, Malik Rose from 1990 San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. I, got, I have zero on that. Gibson. I can't even think of that many. No, Gibsons. that's yeah. Baker, Dusty Baker, Vin Baker, Buddha right. Baker. Right. I don't think it's any of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have to tap on this. I don't. Yeah, I, I think we're I, gonna stumble on it. Uh, yep, I'm with you. We're uh, we're gonna tap out on the on the missing link here. Tapping out on the theme, okay. And um, sweet Caroline, you did send me an answer to the theme. What did you tell me? Well, I know it's wrong, and. But I mean, just because I had no idea where it's, I know Derek Rose is from Chicago and I know that is like a big part of his personality or his, you know, his presence as being from Chicago. So, and I just, I don't know, I'm pretty sure Hobie Baker is like from New Jersey or something like that. So I, I just said athletes from Chicago. All right. Well, no points going to be awarded on our theme for this time. Now I know that this is a audio um, medium. I know that this is an audio medium, but I have had the answer to this question staring at your faces the entire time as I've been sitting like this. They are all former Tigers. Mm. We have an LSU alum. We have Hobie Baker, who went to Princeton, by the way. But the other one, Kirk Gibson, was a longtime Detroit Tiger. We had Derek Rose, who went to Memphis. And Doug Williams. Grambling. Famously from Grambling, so all that's, former Tigers. That's 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 a great theme, Dan. Uh, I said after the second question, I said to Eric in the chat, I'm like, Derek Rose went to Memphis. Where did Doug Williams go? And he was like Grambling, and we were like, all right, well, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> we immediately stopped looking at it. <laughs> yeah. It, yep. I had the same thought in my head, and I was like, oh, those aren't connected, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly, because I was like, all right, did Doug Williams go to a school in, in Tennessee? Maybe it's going to be, you know, guys went to Tennessee, but nope. Yeah, I, I, I chose to wear my Clemson hat today for that very purpose, so you are all welcome. Yeah, very welcome. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Heading into halftime, if Matt could give us a score check. Yep, I want to know what love is. Is uh, pulled out a twenty-point lead here, or a forty-point lead? Excuse me, with two hundred and seventy points to Sweet Caroline's two hundred and thirty, heading into halftime. It is now time for the halftime show, and there's going to be five questions related to entertainment that are about or involving sports. With each question worth twenty points. Question number one: Kevin Costner portrays Billy Chapel in the 1999 film For Love of the Game. For which Major League Baseball team does Chapel pitch a perfect game for during the course of the movie? Yeah, we're checked in. All right, Sweet Caroline is checked in. Foreigner boy, you may talk it out. 
right, Eric. I, I've I've never seen the movie. I've heard of it. Okay, I've never seen it or heard of it. Okay, I tapped um, out on my Kevin Costner sports movies in the early '90s. I just didn't have room for for any okay. after that. Um, There's so many good Kevin Costner baseball movies, though. I, I don't throw think, draft day in there too. I don't think I've seen any of his baseball movies. Whoa! Right? No, that no. I'll Field that. of Dreams Wait, and Bull no. Durham. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. I'll well, say you, that. Okay, we have to stop recording right now, and you need to go watch <laughs> Kevin Costner baseball movies. That's that's worse right. than Mason saying that he'd never watched The Sandlot. Are you kidding me? Is it? Yes, yes it is. is it? Yes, it is. Is it? Because only... I'll give you for the love of the game, but feel the dreams? Bull Durham? Come I've seen on. parts of Bull Durham. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, For Love of the Game is a really good movie as well. It really it's, is. It doesn't live up to the other two, but still. I've only seen one Kevin Costner sports movie, and Scott just mentioned it, and it's Draft Day. That's the Kevin Costner movie, movie you decided to watch? That's the only one I've seen. <laughs> I think that's turned me off from all of his sports movies. I, I've been broken. Uh, all right, Eric. So, I mean, we need to name a baseball team. Dodgers. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, Yankees, Yankees, Dodgers. It's, is it going to be one of the main teams, you think? I mean, you one would think probably, but, you know, just for the sake of, like, Hollywood, they, they typically tend to glam up, you know, like the more yeah. popular teams. Yeah, like Little Big League with the Minnesota Twins. I mean, exactly, they, right. I was just about to <laughs> step in and say that. Right. Just about to. Um, you know, let's eliminate, like, the Angels because, you know, Angels in the outfield. We can probably eliminate the Yankees because I, I just feel like that's overdone. Right, not the Cubs, I feel, because, no. Yeah, probably. That's not believable. <laughs> Dodgers, Why don't we go with, like, Giants. thinking, like, maybe the Phillies. I don't know. No clue. No rhyme or reason behind it. I don't know. Whatever. If it came to your head, let's go with it. I, 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 don't, I, I mean, it, it, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, well, no, you know what I mean? But it's just going to be, like, one, one team is going to be a guess compared to another team that's also a guess. You pick one. I, I don't care. Let's Let's – my gut would be Dodgers based let's on nothing. So. Yep, let's, let's go ahead. We'll check in with the Dodgers. All right, checking in with the Dodgers and Team Sweet Caroline. Well, it's one of my favorite Kelly Preston vehicles of all of her uh, outstanding career acting. Uh, but she's broken down on the highway as he uh, helps her out. He's on his way to play against the New York Yankees when he plays for the Detroit Tigers. And a carryover from the last round, the answer is the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of them. Go ahead and kick yourselves, gentlemen. Classic. You got any Kevin Costner draft day questions coming up? I'm going to tell you definitively <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not called the Tigers, so, you know. <laughs> Question number two. Maybe this is more up your alley. In Ice Cube's 1992 track, It Was a Good Day. One of the many reasons that Mr. Jackson had such a good day was because his beloved Lakers beat which team? We can check in. Okay, Sweet Carolina's checked in? Yeah. Eric, do you remember this? I do, but the only part in my, in my head is uh, that he, he uh, messed around and got a triple-double. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> That's all I got right now. I thought it was uh, Celtics. 
So it came in my head. It was the big rivalry. It's like it'd be, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a two syllable, just for the cadence of the song. I feel like the best day you would have would be the Lakers beating the Celtics. I'm trying to go through the head, my head with the, the lyrics. I'm about halfway through the song. Give me a second. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I don't know enough of it to rap it to you. Like I know the parts that everyone knows. I don't know. Yeah. Like the intricacies of it. Um. I don't remember the Celtics coming up in the song. That's why it's, and I think I would. <laughs> Every time I get to like the next lyric, my head immediately goes back to mama cook breakfast with no hog. And that's all, all I'm getting right now. Um, I mean, if you're good with the Celtics, we can, we can oh, go with it. I don't think I'm getting to it. Is, it. is it the Sonics? Yes. I think it's, is it the Sonics? I don't, he doesn't cut with the supersonics, he says. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yes, no, That's, it is. No, it is. It is. It is. It is. Yes, yes, 100%. Go ahead. We're going to check in with the uh, Seattle supersonics. You checked in with the Seattle supersonics. And uh, Matt and Matt, what did you come up with? And the Lakers beat the supersonics. The lyric. Yeah. It's, it's ironic. I had the Bruce, you had the chronic. The Lakers <laughs> beat the supersonics. Uh, no barking the most from the amazing dogs. thing, however, about that song is that somebody put the time in to figure out exactly which day that Ice that Cube's was... good day was. And it turns out the only day that all of that stuff happened was January 20th of 1992. Yeah. Sounds like a good day. Matt, I, didn't, I did not back into that, okay? You can stop with the, the backtrack. No, you 100% okay? backed into no, that No, I, I yes, actually remembered. Did. I was thinking about Ice Cube, but and I watched, that's I watched the as... Big Three, his basketball yeah. league, and uh, Gary Payton's one of the coaches, and they're always going back and forth, and I remembered now that like one of the reasons is because I see no, the lyric in the song. It's no better than me listing out all the Eastern Conference teams. It's the same thing. Right. You hey. going through every single lyric in the song. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why Fine it's awesome. I'll, 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 I'm keeping the sound effects, baby. <laughs> Y'all done? For now. Question number three. Hayden Fox is a fictional football coach portrayed by Craig T. Nelson. Fox is the head coach of the Screaming Eagles of which then fictional university? We're checked in. I kind of figured you would be. Eric and Scott, feel free to talk this one out. Minnesota something is it Minnesota State is that a, a college I, I mean I, to... I know it's Minnesota something it's, I'm pretty sure it's Minnesota State because I don't think that's that's not a real school or I mean, it may be a real school but it's not like a right right yeah let's do it all right we're gonna check in with Minnesota State checking in with Minnesota State and Matt and Matt what did you check in with not to be confused with Adam Thielen, Thielen's alma mater, which is the University of Minnesota in Mankato. I'm sorry, which is uh, Minnesota State University, Mankato. He was the coach of the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. Yes, and Minnesota State is the correct answer. That was the name of the college before the Mankato State University changed their name to Minnesota State Mankato. But that is the correct answer, Minnesota State. They play in the uh, Northern Sun Conference in uh, Division Two sports, except for in hockey, where they play in Division One. And Dan, they play in which conference? The WCHA. Right. 
arguably still the best conference in I'm, hockey. I don't know that there's much of an argument there. It pains me every day that I have to see that the Big Ten Hockey League exists. Oh, painful. At me if you want. I don't care, but it's true. Nobody's going to at you. You and I are the only ones that care about that crap. Bombeck <laughs> <laughs> does too. Yeah. Question number four. I want you to complete the lyrics to the Eminem classic, Just Don't Give a Beep. I'm buzzing, dirty dozen, naughty, rotten rhymer. Cursing at you players worse than blank. We can check in. Matt and Matt are checked in. I have zero. Well, all right. Well, we got to try to rhyme it out. It's Eminem, so it's... Yeah. So he said rhymer. Well, do we know this? Do you know the song? I'm not familiar with the song, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure I probably heard it before, but I certainly don't know it. Is there anybody with the last name Minor? Harold Minor. <laughs> that's the only, uh, that's what I came up with, that I don't think he's rapping about Harold Minor. Rhymer, yeah. Like, I don't think it's like Isaiah Ryder. Although I have to think that Isaiah Ryder has to have to have been dropped in a, uh, in a rap song at some point, right? I, I think I've heard, I think I've heard his name. I think I've heard someone say J.R. Ryder, yeah. All right, I've got to take a different angle. Cursing out. So let's think of just someone who, you know, okay, kind of a trash talker, potty mouth, like Dennis Rodman or... Dan. I mean, it doesn't rhyme, but... Let's, let's have Dan do that one more time. I'm buzzing, dirty dozen, naughty, rotten rhymer, cursing at you players worse than blank. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a coach. Okay. Or, a, like, is other, I mean, is there any... F- I'm wondering if it's, like, if it's going to be a Detroit reference. So I was thinking... That's also why I said Rodman, because. But he said cur- cursing at you players worse than. So they're right. cursing at the players. So it's either yeah. a fan or a coach. I mean, a fan, it would be like Spike Lee. Or, Let's go with know. Spike Lee. It just makes sense. It might not rhyme. Unless you can think of somebody else who'd be cursing. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of a coach, but. Bobby Knight doesn't rhyme. No, yeah, I guess we'll go um, Spike Lee, probably. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I wish I knew the song. Yeah, I, really, I really, have. yeah, it's a really em, a deep cut Eminem song, so nice work on that, Dan. We're going to check in with uh, Spike Lee. Checking in with Spike Lee. Matt, you uh, checked in right away with this one. Yeah. Get them out of their misery? Sure. Uh, it's a deep cut off of the Slim Shady LP, uh, the mix of hip-hop and sports questions really need to continue uh it's cursing at your players worse than marty schottenheimer if you would have caught on to naughty rotten rhymer yeah you may have come up with marty schottenheimer which in my book is going down as the best sports drop in any rap song of all time (laughs) i don't think i can disagree that's pretty classic it's not bad it's more than not bad I'll have to listen to it because I, I I don't think I've ever heard that. And I listened to a lot of Eminem and maybe I'm just old and forgot. Yeah, I think like Matt said, it, it's, you know, it's a deep cut off off one of his earlier. Yeah, it's of his first LPs. album. Yeah. Really, yes, it is a deep cut. I, I kind of figured that with the rhyme scheme, it was gettable. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Sure. Question number five. The Greater Waterbury Open is the first professional event played by which 1996 movie's title character? 
I think I know this one, uh, Eric. Yeah, we can check in. Okay. Yeah, we can check in also. All right, both teams are checked in. Team Neil Diamond, what do you got? I'm sorry. <laughs> he said try that again. Neil. <laughs> I was confused. Yeah, that's Team uh, Happy- Sweet Caroline. What sorry. you got? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Happy Gilmore. Checking in with Happy Gilmore, and I want to know what love is. I want you to show me what you got. He uh, checked in with the same. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is the correct answer. It was at the, the Connecticut Greater Waterbury Open that he had his first professional match. I did have to think for a minute. You might have circled back to Kevin Costner and Tin Cup there for a moment. Which <laughs> That's I think actually what I was thinking, too. Entering the third quarter, Matt, what are our scores? Well, boys, we are all knotted up at 330 p- points apiece. 330 points apiece. Today's third quarter is going to be pre- and post-game. For this round, there will be five before- and after-style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. I do want to remind you that we have decided that homophones are okay. Question number one. This 1981 Heisman Award winner was also the number one pick in the 1996 NBA draft. You can uh, check in. Team, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to know what love is. I want to feel what love is. Team, I want to know what love is. Just checked in. <laughs> uh, so, okay, Matt. God, I think I, I know both parts of this. I just need to get one part and the other one will come r- real quick. So the people that were number one around that time, Glenn Robinson went number one. Joe Smith from Maryland went number one. We don't talk about Joe Smith. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks, man. That hurt. Um, Ray Allen was later on, right? Oh, like around 2000. It's Marcus Allen Iverson. Beep, beep, beep. Checking oh, in with Marcus on. Allen <laughs> Iverson. And from the sound effects, I'm guessing I know what you all checked in with. Scott, what did you check in with? Marcus Allen Iverson. Yes, the correct answer here is Marcus Allen Iverson. Very good, gentlemen. Question number two. This one-time MLB career leader in stolen bases finished his career at the University of Minnesota with an incredible 106-5 and record on the way to a 2000 heavyweight national championship. We'll check yeah, in. we're checked in. We can check in. We Both can check teams in. are checked in. Let's go with team I want to know what love is. Uh, we're going to check in with Lou Brock Lesnar. And Team Sweet Caroline? We checked in with the same Lou Lou Brock Lesnar. And that's going to be points all around for Lou Brock Lesnar. Question number three. This former defensive rookie of the year and current teammate of Tom Brady played on an undefeated college basketball team on the way to winning the Naismith Award as the college player of the year. We're checked in. Checked in. Scott and Eric, you can talk this one out. 
Man, I, I usually either get these right at the beginning. Like, this is weird. I never usually have to talk them out. Um, what do you think, Eric? Trying to go through the Buccaneers roster right now. I was going to say, so, yeah, so they, they've got – they still got JPP, Shaq yeah. Barrett. It's obviously not those guys. Devin White didn't win. It's not Pierre Paul? I don't think he won D-Roy. Maybe he did. I don't remember him winning the D-Roy. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at somebody whose last name is going to work as a full first name. So who would – what would have been the undefeated – basketball team UNLV UNLV or UCLA from the 70s with Wooden right did they have an undefeated season probably or didn't Indiana did Indiana have one in like 76 with Scott May right I think so Dan can you read that one more time this former defensive rookie of the year and current teammate of Tom Brady played on an undefeated college basketball team on the way to winning the Nesmith Award as the College Player of the Year. Okay, Eric, I think I know it, but I need you to confirm. I think it's in Dominican Sue Bird. Yeah, go with that. Is he still on Tampa? Uh, that's, that's it my, goes, it goes, it, and that, that, go, that goes with his, uh, his, his explanation at the beginning as well, so I, I'll, I'll go with it. All right, we're going to check in with Indomitian Sue Bird. Checking in with Indomitian Sue Bird. Uh, Matt, Matt, what did you have? Yeah, if, my, uh, if I got this one wrong, my wife would murder me as a Nebraska grad. It is <laughs> Indomitian Sue and Dippity-Doo and Bippity-Boppity-Boo, Indomitian Sue Bird. Again, points all around on Indomitian Sue Bird. Very good. Question number four. This former... UNLV Rebel and member of the 2011 NBA champion Dallas Mavericks, who played most of his career in Phoenix, was a two-time Pro Bowl running back for the San Diego Chargers. Dan, we can check in. Team I want to know what love is is checked in. Matt, work your magic. So... Yeah. My, like I said, I, the answer I sent you so far, which I think is right, but I'm not 100% sure on. So I think the NBA player is Sean Marion. And I think the oh, running yeah. Marion Butts. Oh, I didn't see you put his name down there. Oh, there it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Isn't that right? Sounds so good to me. All right. So we'll go Sean Marion Butts. Checking in with Sean Marion Butts. Eric, I saw a look of. Um, enlightenment on your face at one point what did you come up with uh i've been watching a lot of uh youtube of nfl primetime lately and he has shown his face quite a few times um so we also checked in with sean marion butts and the correct answer here is going to be sean marion butts very very good job gentlemen question number five marquette university retired his number three jersey before he coached Reggie White, Bruce Smith, and J.J. Watt, and others to NFL Defensive Player of the Year awards. Scott, we got this. check in. Yeah, I think we got it at the same time. Team, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me has checked in. Okay, so it's uh... <laughs> Dwayne Wade Phillips. Yeah, that's so what we... I was thinking, Dwayne Wade Phillips. Yep. Checking in with Dwayne Wade Phillips. Scott and Eric, what did you come up with? 
Same thing, Dwayne Wade Phillips. And the uh, points all around on that one, Dwayne Wade Phillips. Very good job on this round, gentlemen. Very good job. After the third quarter, let's go to Matt with a check on the scores. Yep, so the uh, numbers have changed, but the spread has not. Both teams are locked up with 430 points. That brings us to the fourth quarter, our final round, known as Put Your Fours Up. This round consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Today's categories are, question one, Patrick Ramsey. Question two, I highly recommend watching Pitch on Hulu. Question three, Spurgeon Webb. Question four, pre-1980s baseball. And question five, tight ends. All right, I've got everybody's wagers. Now that they're all in, let's move on to the questions. Question one in the category of Patrick Ramsey. Prior to the 1993-1994 season, the National Hockey League was divided into four divisions that were named the Adams, the Smythe, the Norris, and the Patrick divisions. Please name any two teams that finished the 1992-1993 season in the Patrick division. Dan, you just want any of the teams? Any two. Any two teams. teams. Okay. All right, we're checked in. Team I want to know what love is has checked in. I was originally thinking was out west because I thought the Norris and the Patrick were the two western half. But okay. the, for some reason, I have American teams in my head for the Patrick. Okay. And I know the Norris was primarily the American western half because there was those years when the North Stars were in the same division as like the the uh, um, Kings and had to go out west all the time and play the Kings. Okay. So I'm thinking that Patrick might have been the American Eastern Division teams back in the 90s and 80s. Well, and earlier than that too. So like the, the Islanders and Rangers and... Broad Street Boys in Philadelphia and whoever else was in that Eastern Division at the time. I don't know. The Bruins, Penguins. Bruins and Penguins, yeah. So, I mean. So, I'm thinking first, I, I don't know for sure. I'm just saying. Damn it. I, I'm thinking the two New York, New York teams. I mean, in whatever division they were, the Rangers were in, Philadelphia was in also. So I think if we went with the Rangers and Philadelphia, that would be, if I'm even right. I don't even know if I'm right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I remember, I'm trying to remember because that would have been right around when the Penguins were good. It was right the year after. So when they won, I was trying to remember what they won, what division they won. And I think it was the Patrick. So it might be that Northeast corner. So you want to go with the pink? So he was only asking for two, right? He is asking for two. Well, I'm trying to figure out what side, because the, they would have played on. I'm trying to remember the Stanley Cups from back then, and which 
division people were on so that it's easier to split it that way. Yep. What two you want to go with? We should just pick two at this point in time. We should pick two of the Northeastern teams. You want to go with New York and Philadelphia? Those the are the Rangers. two that came out in my head. I mean, I think we'd be safe with the Islanders if we're right also. But I want to go with uh, the Rangers and the Flyers. Yep. Okay. All right. Checking in with the Rangers and the Flyers for how many points? 25. For 25. All right. Eric and Scott, what did you check in with and for how many points? So um, NHL questions, I always wager, you know, as much as I can. Um, but yeah, they were on the right track with all of them. It's um, all the teams basically in the Metro division now. So we went with the Penguins and the Capitals. Checking in with the Penguins and the Capitals for, you said, 100 points. Well, I think that Eric just nailed it. It is the, all the teams that became the Metropolitan Division, and they, they would be the Devils, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals. So points all around on that one. Question number two category, I highly recommend watching pitch on Hulu. The sport of cricket, like its cousin baseball, partially involves a batsman striking a ball that has been thrown in their direction. What is the term for the player that throws the ball at the batsman? We're checked in. Team Sweet Carolina's checked in. That means that uh, Team Foreigner, I want to know what love is. You can talk it out. That works for me, man. So we're going to go ahead and check in as well. Okay, team, I want to know what love is. What did you check in with and how many points? So we wagered a whopping zero points on this one. Um, and they'd, I don't think they throw up, but we went with the hurler. The hurler. Okay. And team Sweet Caroline, you tell me what your wager was and what you said for your check-in. Well, our wager was 25, and I don't have to carry my uh, 180 bowling average when I play cricket because I would be a bowler, and that'd be the different sport, so bowler. And the correct answer here is the bowler. Very good job. Should have bet more on that one, Matt. Well, we should never bet more on the cricket question. Let's be fair. Question number three in Spurgeon Webb. The athletic teams at the University of Richmond are called the Spiders. Which conference do the Spiders men's basketball team currently call home? Man, if that was your gut, I say go with it. Let's just check in with that, your original gut. Because I'm, I'm, now that I think about it, because I think they have different ones that play in different leagues, and I think mine might have been, I might have been overthinking it. Uh, I have a friend who teaches there, and I thought that's where they what league they played in, but I could be wrong. Team Sweet Caroline, are you checking in? Matt, I say let's go for it. Yeah, we'll check in. Yeah. All right, Team Sweet Caroline has checked in. So, team, I want to know what love is. Go ahead and talk it out. So, like we've been we're saying, I'm like I'm pretty sure in the same conference with Dayton, Davidson, VCU. Uh, I want to say maybe LaSalle's in there too. Um, LaSalle's definitely in there. Yeah. Okay. And if that's it, then I'm pretty sure it's the A10. Yeah. But that's I, better than the, yeah. I mean, you feel more confident about that than I do about anything else. So. Okay. So let's check in with the A10. Checking in with the Atlantic 10. 
Team Neil Diamond, what did you say? Uh, that was my gut instinct as well, and then I fought to not change it, and I didn't, so we also went with the A-10. Okay, and how many points did you wager on that one? We wagered 100. And um, team, I want to know what love is. How many did you wager? We wagered 50. All right. Well, Eric, you basically nailed all of the teams that are in that conference. It is the Atlantic 10. Excellent job, gentlemen. Excellent job. Question four in the category of pre-1980s baseball. In the 1970s, there were two major league managers that won the World Series twice. Name either one of them. Can we check in with that one, Matt, or what do you want to do? You want to chat it out a little more? Let's let's check in with it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna check in. Okay, Team Sweet Caroline has checked in. Team, I want to know what love is. Feel free to talk it out. Well, Scott, if that's that's who popped in your head, I mean, if Sparky I, Anderson, I, I, if he if he coached the Reds in the seventies, he won twice. Yeah, I. I, I wish I we could think of the other one, but yeah, let's just, I mean, at this point, I don't see either one of us really coming up with anything. I, I mean, I can't tell you concrete. any any 70s managers other than Sparky Anderson. I mean, I can, but it's like teams that I know they didn't win twice in the 70s, so at least we yeah. know the Reds did. I just don't know yeah. who was at the time. So we're going to, we'll check in with uh, Sparky Anderson. And how many points did you wager on that one? We wagered 25. Team Sweet Caroline, what was your answer, and how many points did you wager? Yeah, the two teams that won multiple times that year, I think the A's won it three times, and then the Reds won it once. And I have no idea who the A's manager was, but I do know that the manager of the Reds was Mr. Sparky Anderson. Both teams checking in with Sparky Anderson. And how many points did you wager? Sorry, we wagered 100 I can tell you there are three teams that won at least twice in the 70s. Mm -hmm. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the Oakland A's, and the Big Red Machine in Cincinnati. The two managers that won twice would be Dick Williams with the A's and Sparky Anderson with the Big Red Machine. Excellent job, everybody. And that'll think, bring us to question five. Since think, the, uh, okay. oh, sorry, I keep on talking. Sorry about that. I don't, I, it doesn't matter now because my flavor text that I wanted to add. I think Dick Williams didn't he get like fired after one of the seasons, or he left he, or something. Yeah, he he. They won three in a row, and he um got fired after the second one. So <laughs> That's there was a third, right. There was a third <laughs> one that. Yeah. Leave it to the A's to fire your World Series winning. Category five is tight ends. Since the inception of the John Mackey Award in 2000, which is given to the nation's best collegiate tight end, only one school has had multiple winners. Which Big Ten university has had two winners? No, Scott, I think we can check in. I don't want to overthink it. Sounds good. We're checked in. Team I Want to Know What Love Is has checked in. Matt, Matt, you can talk this one out. Yeah. Uh, I think it pretty clearly comes down to Iowa or Penn State. Yeah, and Penn State, you know, was known all those years as linebacker. You, 
they've had some very, very solid tight ends over the past 20 some years. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. The only school that I know that like always consistently produces top end talented tight ends is Iowa. They always, they seem to pull them from somewhere magic hat. So I'm, I'm like, like I said in the chat, I'm about 60% sure that it's Iowa and the other 40% would be Penn state. So if you're leaning towards Iowa also, I say we go Iowa. Yeah, it was the first thing I thought of. I'm just trying to think if that was a that's a tricky answer, but I I, mean, I think we should just go with the the solid answer, pick the team that's known for tight ends and yeah. put our money there. Go with your gut, bud. We're going to check in with Iowa. Checking in with Iowa for how many points? 100. And we're going to team I want to know what love is. Uh, what did you check in with and for how many points? So we wagered 100 points. Um, That's you know, no shock. Tight ends are – I could probably name probably 10 people on the list. Um, I just wasn't sure of, of the latest one, um, but we checked in also with Iowa. Um, we're just hoping that TJ Hawkinson won it in 2018, I think. But, yeah, so we checked in with Iowa. Both teams going big for 100 points and both teams answering Iowa. The winners of the awards were Dallas Clark and TJ Hawkinson. Iowa is your correct answer. (laughs) Our game has come to an end and here are our final scores. Team, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. Finishes with 705. And our clipboard captains of the day with a, with a final score of 780 and winning the coveted Cody Carlson Award is <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Sweet Caroline. So good. So good. <laughs> sweet, sweet victory there, Matt's. You know what? Uh, I, I relied 100%. I would like to thank all the little people. Um, <laughs> but the one big person, Matt Coleman, thank you very much, man. This was awesome. Uh, you carried me about 90% of this. So awesome. I can continue to uh, tell everyone in the world that I am a horrible sports trivia person, but I am great at organizing sports trivia podcasts and editing things. So I'm here basically just for my good looks. Uh, Matt Coleman, you're awesome. I really, really, really appreciate you jumping on and being with us tonight. This was cool. Uh, you rock, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a great game. Dan, you wrote a great game. Uh, very enjoyable. Um, again, anytime you want to write more questions about random hip-hop songs and sports references, I will come back <laughs> all day long, which is not something you would think about when you look at me. So, I was about to say that, but... I have one in my I have one in my next game, but you know I'll I'll send it to you privately, Matt. Okay. Anything you want to uh, say or shout out before our time's done with you tonight, Matt? Uh, no, I just like to thank everybody for having me on. It was a good time. Like I said, uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, it's a really well written game, and uh, overall, it's a good time. So thanks again. Of course, yeah, great thank game, you for coming man. On. Right, anything else the uh, bench warners want to talk about before we uh, call it a night? And no, this was probably the most fun I had in the game. So no, well, well written. Loved it. 
Well, I mean, this is the first time that Dan wrote a game, which I think is awesome. And the game kicked, you know, but it was awesome. And we had a lot of fun playing it. And Matt Coleman, I just got to say right off the bat here, we beat the two boys from New York. So New York still does suck, but uh, they (laughs) have now been vanquished. The uh, undefeated champions have been taken down downtown, baby. So, yeah. It's it's because I've never seen that Kevin Costner baseball movie. <laughs> yeah, that accounted for seventy five points. <laughs> um, since I haven't said it yet, yeah, Dan, great game, very well written, good questions, well rounded. It was a good time. With that, I want to thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast for Matt. Coleman and Matt and Eric and Scott. We want to thank you for joining in. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you that great music you're listening to is by justin nozick thanks to him for producing that music for us you've been listening to the benchwarmers trivia podcast make sure to check us out on all of our social media we are at benchwarmers tp I'm buzzing, dirty, does naughty, rotten, rhyme, cursing at you players, worse than. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me